Real quickly this morning, Luke's Gospel, chapter number 10. I'm older, uh, chapter 11. I'm, I'm older than Joe, so I can't go quite as fast without breathing. And Joseph, this is what you got to look forward to, son. Luke chapter number 11, begin reading in verse 9. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and him that seeketh findeth, and him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? And of course, the answer to all of those questions is no. Because every father that's normal has his child's best interest in mind. How many times have I said to young people in my office, I know that your mom and daddy may not be perfect, son, but they do have your best interest in mind. I believe my dad and my mom had the convictions they had, the boundaries they had, the standards they had, the rules they had, because they had my best interest in mind. And I believe my heavenly father has my best interest in mind. The father is not going to give the child something knowing it will be harmful to them because he has his best interest in mind. And here's our text in verse 13. If ye then being evil, that word there means fleshly, carnal, natural. If ye then, let me say it like this, being an earthly father, if ye then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Let me just stop and say, if you're here today and you are a father, and you don't know how to give good gifts to your children, then one of your children is not a daughter. Because they will instruct you how to give good gifts to your children. Every father knows how to give Good gifts to your children. It was one of my great joys when my kids were babies to come home from a revival meeting and maybe they paid you a little cash and you'd say, all right, y'all come here and, and you'd divvy up a little cash among the children. Here's a blessing. I went and preached for a dear friend of mine. I had a pretty large church and they were more than gracious to me. And so I had a hundred bucks I could blow on my children. And I gave them $50 a piece. I gave one a $50 bill and one two twenties and a 10. And the one that got the 50 said they didn't have as much money as the other one. I would never tell you who. But I enjoyed watching my son and my daughter smile. I'd put that Barbie doll in Joanna's hand, she'd smile. I'd put that rod and reel in Joseph's hand, and he would grin. This is not in the Bible, but I want to say it. You know, train up a child of the way that he should go. 
Well, teach a boy how to fish, and when he's old, he'll outfish his old man. That's what happens every time. But every father in this room knows how to give good gifts to your children. But here's the text today. Watch what he says. If ye then be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Say this little line out loud with me. How much more? He didn't say equal. He didn't say as much. But it says how much more. How much more shall your, said with me, heavenly Father. Give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him. If I am a fleshly, carnal, evil father, and I know how to bless my earthly children, how much more does our heavenly Father know how to bless His spiritual children? I'm glad that's the kind of father he is, a heavenly father. I'm glad that that's the kind of heavenly father he is, a how much more heavenly father. God is not just real, but he's how much more real. God is not just good, but he's how much more good. God is not just love, but he's how much more love. God doesn't give us just peace, but how much more peace? He doesn't give us just joy, but how much more joy? He doesn't give us just a cup and a full cup, but a cup that's running over. How much more? And when you think about the way He loved us and saved us, how much more? I mean, just when you think you've seen God save the worst sinner on planet earth, he'll do exceeding and abundant and above, beyond, and he'll save again. As I'm glad there is no limits to his saving power, and I'm glad there's no limits to his saving reach. The Bible said, how much more shall your heavenly Father give? Just when you think He has provided your greatest need, you know what He will do? He will provide the next greatest need. Because He operates in the realm of how much more. But in verse number 13, there is a specific area that Jesus is wanting to emphasize. Not that He is just our Heavenly Father and given us the gifts we need. Whether it's the gift of salvation through Christ or the earthly provisions that He bestows upon us. Whatever it is, it's going to be how much more. Because that's the kind of God that He is. But the whole message here is a spiritual gift. How much more shall your Heavenly Father Give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him. Our earthly Father can provide houses and lands and cars and food and raiment. But only the Heavenly Father can give us spiritual gifts. And I'm glad the Bible does tell us 
that our heavenly father can give us the Holy Spirit. You can't buy the Holy Spirit with money. You cannot merit the Holy Spirit through good works. You cannot earn the Holy Spirit through some endeavor or work that you accomplish. But your heavenly father that you come into a relationship with when you trust His Son, Jesus Christ, as your Savior, can and is the only one that can give the Holy Spirit unto them that ask Him. You say, well, Pastor, when does the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit? Well, the Bible said in John chapter number 7, Verse 35 and verse 36. At the end of the day of that great feast, Jesus stood forth and cried, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink, and out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the very next verse says, And thus he spake of the Holy Spirit, which they should receive that believe on him. And that moment you trusted Christ as your Savior, the presence and the person of the Holy Spirit baptized you into the body of Christ, sealed you under the day of redemption, and bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. That's why Romans 8 could emphatically say, He that hath not the Spirit of Christ is none of His. You know how we know that we're saved? Because the Holy Spirit witnesses that down on the inside. I've never patted anybody on the back and said, Oh, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. You read this, you said this, you prayed that I've never patted anybody on the back and said you're fine because the only one that can say you're fine is the sweet Holy Spirit of God that bears witness with us that we've been born again by the power of the Holy Spirit. So our Heavenly Father gives the person and presence of the Holy Spirit when we trust Him as Savior. But ladies and gentlemen, I believe the Bible is very plain and emphatic that He gives the power and the unction and the anointing and the blessing of the Holy Spirit when we surrender our all on the altar of sacrifice. I've been accused by some of my Baptist brethren of preaching the second blessing. And I said to one the other day, I said, well, I didn't know we were counting. I said, if we stop and count, I passed number two a long time ago. Anybody here passed number two blessing eons and eons ago? Like the little lady doing the dishes, she was singing, count your blessings, name them one by one. And the Holy Spirit said, why don't you do it instead of singing? And after about 15 minutes, she was singing, count your blessings, name them ton by ton. I'm not preaching a second work of grace. I'm not preaching a second blessing. But I do know this, God wants to do more than put the Holy Spirit in you as a child of God. 
He wants to anoint you and fill you and empower you with more than the presence of the Holy Spirit, but the power of the Holy Spirit. And God does that when we surrender our all on the altar of sacrifice. My daddy used to say it this way. A lot of people are wondering how much of the Holy Spirit they got, but they need to ask the question, how much does the Holy Spirit have of me? I remember being a young preacher sitting in my dad's church, and I didn't understand all the theological ramifications, but I knew that certain people that sang and certain people that preached did something for me that was different. There was something there, that talent or personality, stage presence could not give. And I found out what it was. It's the breath. It's the unction. It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And often when you hear somebody preach that, you say, well, that's for the preacher or that's for the singer. No, I just want to say if you're trying to be a godly wife or a godly husband or a godly parent in this God-forsaken world in which we live in, we're going to have to have the power of the Holy Spirit. We need some Spirit-filled dads today. We need some Spirit-filled mothers today. We need some Spirit-filled church members today. That the Spirit of God leads them and guides them and directs them. And I can promise you today, ladies and gentlemen, that the Holy Spirit would not write and inspire the Bible and then go against it. God's Holy Spirit will never lead anybody contrary to His infallible, inerrant, inspired, written Word of God. And by the way, somebody said, man, we're at a disadvantage living in these last days. Oh, no, we're not. Because we have something that some of the people in the Bible did not have. We not only have God's Holy Spirit power and presence, but we have God's complete, inerrant, infallible word of the living God. And that's why we can say that it's a light that shines in the darkness and it's a peace in the midst of our dilemma and it is a hope in the midst of our distress. And I'm glad today our Heavenly Father can give the presence of the Holy Spirit and salvation, but He can give the power and the breath and the unction of the Holy Spirit as we yield our life to Jesus Christ. And I'm glad today our Heavenly Father can bestow upon us how much more. And that how much more is reflected into the spiritual things that God can do in our life. I'm glad there's been fathers that's been able to bestow upon their children billions and millions and Houses and lands and property and money and material things. I think that is absolutely wonderful. There's only one Father that can bestow upon you the greatest gift anybody has ever received. And that is the gift of God's salvation and God's Holy Spirit filled life. And there's only one that can give you that. And that is our heavenly 
Father. And according to this text, he said, ask, and it shall be given. According to our text, he said, seek, and ye shall find. And according to the text, he said, knock, and it shall be opened. And he capstoned it. If ye, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more? Say that with me. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that seek and ask and knock? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty to let God do something for us today that no earthly father can do? It's ours for the asking. Let's stand with our heads bowed all over.